Welcome to Media Plus, a new podcast from the Mac Observer with me, Charlotte Henry. On this show, we like to look at Apple not just as a revolutionary tech firm, but as a media one, as it kind of plots its path to services and moves more into that world. And I'm delighted to discuss all these issues today, be joined by Tom Merritt. Tom Merritt is, of course, needs no introduction. He's the host of DTNS, the Daily Tech News Show. Thanks so much for joining me, Tom. Ah, Charlotte, thanks for having me on. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it is fun. This is another one. I had Kelly on before and now you. It's fun to <laughs> put people in the hot seat where they've had me in the hot seat. So yeah, it's yeah. good to kind of get the role reversal. And there's a couple of big things to discuss today because we're, we're recording it, uh, this show, the day after Apple's One More Thing event. Uh, it announced the M1 chip and all sorts of hardware stuff. But there's, there's been some st- stuff coming out of Hollywood and the media and entertainment industry about how significant that shift might be. There's some interest, it looks like, in the M1-powered Mac Mini as an editing device. Oh, I wondered if someone who's spent a career doing audio and video editing and so on, if you had any take on this, Tom. Yeah, I thought they did a compelling job of explaining why a Mac Mini running M1 could be great uh, because of the fact that it's a system on a chip instead of uh, separate chips on a motherboard. Uh, there there are a lot of advantages to that. And we see those advantages in mobile devices. So it all makes sense that having their own integrated graphics uh, directly you know, piped into the M1 and being able to design the M1 to work perfectly with their own integrated graphics would, would provide a lot of that power that they're saying. On the other hand, uh, Scott Johnson on Daily Tech News Show noted that you, the max you can get in the Mac Mini with the M1 chip is 16 gigabytes of RAM. So they either are counting on all of those power efficiencies in the M1 to make up for a lot of RAM, or this is not going to work as creative professionals expect, because usually the one thing you need as a creative professional, whether you're doing image editing, video editing, uh, or anything intensive, is you need a lot of RAM to speed up exactly those things they were talking about in their demonstration, things like rendering, etc., yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what how these devices perform kind of in real life, uh, particularly in the kind of the high end environments that you're describing. But there's lots of people in Hollywood that seem quite excited about it so far. So Apple's obviously done a good job of reaching out to those people. But while we're still on hardware, there's a story emerged kind of over no- November 3rd, that that weekend, that, you know, those few days where nothing else much was going on in the world. Yeah, I don't remember it, yeah. Um, that Comcast and Walmart are forming a bit of an alliance to perhaps have a TV that kind of puts Comcast front and centre. It could be Walmart branded, but Comcast is going to be the operating system. Presumably Peacock, its streaming service would be a good, you know, be given good prominence on it and so on. Now, when I was reading this story, I was like, I need to ask an American about this because obviously I live in the UK. We don't have, uh, we have neither of those companies here, but Walmart is quite a unique brand and a, it's a big deal in America. So I was kind of getting you to explain to me quite why this would be such a big deal. Yeah. Now, this is the Wall Street Journal sources saying this, but the Wall Street Journal has a pretty good track record with this sort of thing. And yeah. uh, I think the thing that attracted my attention is. It's a bit of an admission on Comcast's part that their cable television service is 
on its way out. It's just a matter of time. It may it may not it may not be soon that they close it down, but but it's diminishing. And if they're going to continue to make any money off of that division, it's smart to take the software that they developed for their set top boxes and find other uses for it. Uh, and a lot of people may not realize, even Comcast customers in some cases may not realize that the Xfinity software that they they run on their set top boxes for cable television is capable of doing Netflix, and it does depending on which box you have. It, it has Hulu. It has it has other apps on it. They even have right. a, yeah, a service have called Flex that. That yeah. doesn't even pipe into their cable television. It just provides you streaming services. Yeah, I have an equivalent thing on a box provided by BT here where, you you know, on the box, you don't need the smart TV to give you Netflix on your TV. I can get that Amazon Prime Video, whatever, through this BT box. And that's the kind of the same vibe with Comcast, isn't it? Yeah. And so I thought up until I saw this story that that's what Comcast would do. They would shift to being a cable television provider to being a streaming provider and and try to sell you boxes and services over the internet. But this makes much more sense to say, we are going to be a platform provider. We are going to become the software provider to smart televisions. And of course, partnering with Walmart is, is a good way to get a television in front of a lot of people because Walmart has a huge customer base mm-hmm. uh, in the United States. They already partner with Roku on house branded televisions. Roku is shifting from making money off its hardware to making money not only off its software, but after off of advertising through its software. And I'm sure Comcast is going to try to do that as well, sell advertising through the software that it provides. And of course, Comcast owns NBC, so they can also prominently feature its Peacock service uh, on the software to try to drive subscriptions to that. Yeah. And Peacock is an interesting one because it's kind of hard to discern how well Peacock is doing. Well, Peacock was supposed to launch with the Olympics and just be a right. superstar. Instead, it launched with COVID-19, yeah, which is not... I mean, you know, uh, pretty good for streaming services. Uh, But the interesting thing about Peacock that you may not realize if you don't get it is it's free with ads. You only have to pay if you want to get the wider stuff. Right. A lot of people don't ever pay for for, uh, Peacock who want it. Uh, And I think certain Comcast customers got it free as well anyway, didn't they? Like, you'd have to try quite hard at this point to be paying for Peacock. Yeah, you'd have to not be a Comcast customer and then run across a show where you want to get the library so bad that you're willing to fork over five bucks. Right. And it had a pretty impressive back catalogue. I always thought when I was looking into it when it first came out, the, you know, the back catalogue is there. If you're, you know, if you're a Will and Grace fan or there's a whole host of other shows. Sure. Yeah. The it's Office. The Big Bang Theory on that as well, isn't it? There's a, there's a group of them. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's shows that people want to watch and can't access now on other streaming services that are compelling, but Obviously, these things need eyeballs, and I'm sure part of this, if this does develop this Walmart, Comcast uh, double act, I'm sure part of that is also trying to get Peacock into more homes. Yeah, I think they announced something like 22 million uh, monthly active users for Peacock. Uh, that is at the f- that it does include the free level, but sure. they monetize the free level. They have ads in it, so it's not like they don't make any money uh, off the free level. I think what's most interesting about this is this idea of being the platform provider is where Roku's going. It may be where Comcast is going. And I'm curious if Apple 
would do the same thing. We see them pushing the Apple TV app. We see them pushing AirPlay and HomeKit. Uh, in fact, the Roku just started rolling out AirPlay 2 and HomeKit to all of its operating systems. But would Apple provide tvOS to a television maker? This was the question I was going to ask you. I'm trying to work this out. Because, so first of all, I can't envisage a world in which Apple goes, here is a Walmart-branded television that has tvOS on it. Yeah, not Walmart. Certainly not Walmart. But <laughs> could it be Samsung? Could it be LG? I mean, they they partner with LG on monitors. They partner yes. with Samsung on chip supply. They have relationships. Different divisions, maybe. Well, not so much with LG. But uh, it would be odd for Apple not to be making the hardware that its operating system runs on. I, th- I think that's right. the hardest thing to get past. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't see at the... You know, the big exciting event uh, the day before we recorded this show, uh, Apple TV, either Mm -hmm. the box called Apple TV 4K or or an actual 4K television that's got made by Apple. We, we've never seen that. We've heard, I mean, how many times have we discussed this story to them, that, that Apple will make a television at some point? It's one of those rumors that never dies. <laughs> but, it, you know, we've never seen one. We've It's never come to reality. Should it? Maybe. And maybe the, uh, the, the advent of TV plus the service will prompt that. Part of me thinks the way Apple has been going with TV Plus recently is actually more on the partnership levels. We've seen the app become available on a whole much wider range of devices, Mm. including Samsung and LG TVs that you've mentioned from certain years. We like we've seen Apple relinquish a little bit of control over how that service is presented. So I I wonder if that's the route it's going instead of going his also our operating system, Samsung. which is, which, I mean, being making an app and putting it out on other people's operating systems is something Apple always does reluctantly. They Correct. they do it because right, they exactly. have to. Uh, you're not seeing a, a, an Apple TV app showing up on Android yet. You're seeing it show up on TV platforms. Uh, on the other hand, Apple making an operating system that runs on someone else's hardware just doesn't seem likely to me either. And then you look at Comcast and Roku and you realize, well, what they're doing here when they provide operating systems to television makers is partly making money on advertising, which is also something Apple doesn't seem interested in in getting into in a big way because of the privacy implications, et cetera. So I wonder if, I don't know, and I'm just thinking this out now as we're talking, maybe they do partner with someone to make an off-label brand the way Walmart would probably get TCL to make this TV that they would partner on with Comcast or somebody like that. Maybe Apple does that and puts out an Apple TV. It's made by somebody else, just just the way the chips are actually made by somebody else. They're designed by Apple, but they're made by somebody else. And it runs the TV OS. And that's the flagship for this. While they continue to put out the TV app on other platforms to make sure that Every, there's the breadth of experience out there. We won't even then go into what actually happens to the box because the amount of things that are called Apple TV something is just a, an ongoing bugbear of mine. Well, yeah, there's an Apple TV app. There's an Apple TV box. If there was an Apple TV TV, that would definitely make TV, it more so, Honestly, it's like it's one of the things that is that and 720p FaceTime cameras that are my current Apple bugbears. But anyway, mm. um, but I, I do think this is interesting because Apple... 
at some point is going to have to make a deci- a proper decision with TV Plus, isn't it? About where where it goes and how it gets it in front of more eyeballs. It's kind of gently dipped its toe into playing nicely with other companies who already make TVs. It's but basically it really wants you to buy an Apple device and watch TV Plus on your Apple device. That's the reality of it. Yeah, that is the pathway, which is, sure, it's on Roku. Sure, it's on Samsung and Sony and LG. But the idea is that you get so in love with it that you want to experience it in its native format on an actual Apple device, which I guess could be an argument for them making a television, too. Yeah. uh, And and, uh, given that they make the XDR monitors as well. Yeah. They they have the ability to make... That you know, what is a, a t, you know a smart TV? It's got the operating system. Wow, I think we I think we've solved this problem on this show, Tom. I think we've we might sorted have. it. Yeah, Tim, Tim, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, you know how to reach us. Come on, but it's uh, it, it will really be interesting. How just out of interest, how do you kind of take in these Apple services? Because you're right that TV Plus is not available on um, Android, but of course the podcast app is. Yeah, and the and music the, app and is. the music app. Yeah, um, so uh, so and the music app. I think you get actually so the music app. I did a story recently where I think you actually get features on Android that are not available on iOS. Because you have a different uh, development team, you know, plugging right. in some features in there. Um, and and I think the the plan for Apple, and this became very clear when they announced Apple One, is you know get an Android user to like Apple Music, and then get them to want to say, well, if I only pay a little bit more, I could get all these other services, but I'd need an Apple device to take advantage of them. And it kind of nudges you towards Mm. that. Yeah. It's kind of showing a little bit of leg and flatter, you know, Mm -hmm. flattening your eyelids a little bit. Right. And then pointing towards the door to the club. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which I guess is before we get taken off air with um yeah exactly and uh, i guess that's kind of why it's putting uh tv plus on other platforms but as you as we said i think it's gonna become decision time in not too distant future about which direction it goes does it actually put tvos on on onto other people's tvs which is its native platform obviously there's some tvs that run android you know there are android basically tvs yeah right right so it'll be interesting if apple gets into that game or you know just makes it that more widely available LG could be the, the the best partner for that because LG runs uh, WebOS, uh, right. the successor to Palm, and doesn't give it to anybody else. And it may look at Apple and say, well, that would be take something off our plate. We wouldn't have to spend development on WebOS anymore if we just switch to TVOS. I don't know. Uh, I would be, and yeah, I mean, I'd be very interested to... I, to see that and see how that develops. And I suspect this is a conversation we're going to have to return to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've hinted actually just a little bit before on audio topics. And one that really struck me is the potential for Apple buying Wondery, the podcast maker. It, you know, it's made some huge shows have appeared on Wondery. Um, and Apple seems to be moving into the realm of wanting to make its own shows. It's gone from being the kind of, oh, yeah, you can just put your podcast on us because everyone's got iPods and iPhones and you can just have your show on on our, our devices. 
to suddenly moving into the realm as it's done with TV of making original content. Now, we saw when Jon Stewart signed his deal with Apple TV Plus that there is a likely to be a time podcast for his show. I think Oprah is operating in a similar way. This is obviously an area Apple wants to get into, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I look at it and it reminds me most of what they were doing with Apple News, where they hired some pretty good journalists, pretty good tech journalists and, and other journalists to come in and be editors for Apple News. Uh, I feel like getting Wondery obviously brings them actual shows. that They're not just editors, but it allows them to kind of have a highlight uh, I I would be very surprised if Apple you know really tried to exclude podcasts. I'd be very surprised if the Wondery podcast weren't available elsewhere. Uh, I think that would be against Apple's own interests. But what I would expect is what we've kind of seen with music uh, sometimes as well, some kind of exclusive access, like it's it's available first on on the on the Apple platform, or there's a there's a, a general version available, but there's an extra special version available on Apple Podcasts, and it's certainly the trend. We're seeing Spotify and Amazon do similar things in in buying podcast companies and having original podcasts on their platforms, along with uh, podcasts that are available in the open marketplace. So that's kind of my guess on where they're going with that but but it is a departure from being the neutral player for sure yeah i mean apple uh, sorry spotify has spent an absolute fortune on original podcasts joe rogan is obviously a famous one there's obviously the ringer gimlet media it bought Mm -hmm. as well didn't it um so it's invested a huge amount of money to try and get that advantage i think in part part of that was to differentiate itself from apple music um, I, I've always thought Apple Music actually is a slightly underrated service in terms of the podcasts and video interviews and extra stuff you get through Apple Music. I think Apple actually doesn't do as good a job as it should really of telling that story, both of the extra content within Apple Music and Apple Music Radio. Um, I th- And yeah, I think you're right that having this exclusive content, this extra content would work for Apple. I I think you're probably right, particularly for the start, that it's not going to say if you don't have an Apple Music subscription or some kind of other subscription with us, you don't get to hear this show. Yeah, not flat out. Unless unless they do what they're doing with Apple TV Plus, where they, they say, look, you can, you can get all the shows and services you would normally get, pay a little extra and you get these special shows. Maybe that becomes mm-hmm. part of the Apple One subscription is like, yeah, you get all the podcasts you would normally get. We also have some special in-house podcasts as well. And you have to be a subscriber to get those. That That's definitely possible. I mean, obviously, because you don't pay for anything within Apple Podcasts at the moment anyway. There's right. no podcast subscription included within apple one that doesn't mean they can't add it very easily Mm -hmm. if nothing else apple music is included in it so that's perfectly possible but um look we're we're talking serious money for wondery but not money that's going to particularly cause concern for apple apparently the deal's about 300 to 400 million dollars that's what wondery want which is you know which we, also you wouldn't and I be. You're not going to find it down the back of the sofa, but certainly, Tim Cook certainly not. Can. But yeah, Tim, 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 it might not be worth Tim Cook's time to bend over and pick that up off the street, uh, right. you know, given how much cash Apple has on hand. And apparently, and this doesn't surprise me, 
Yeah, I think it's going to be linked, at least originally, to TV shows. Uh, I can definitely see that, you know, you do some kind of cr- true crime TV show, you make a podcast is the obvious one, or, you know, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor and uh, Charlie Borman, who did the, was it Long Way Down this one? Is it Long Way Up? The most recent one on TV Plus, their motorcycle journey. You could easily see them recording a podcast whilst doing the motorcycle journey. For oh, yeah, example. absolutely. And having Those an in-house kind of company to make that content makes perfect sense. And that feels exactly. like the Apple thing to do, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it feels very Apple. It feels very like Wanderia kind of interested in being sold. And uh, that way, and that justifies the expense on its own to say like, we'll make these available to everybody. It's not going to be exclusive to Apple. It'll just drive people to Apple TV+. Plus. Exactly. And I think a huge part of that, because eventually people are going to have to pay for TV plus, um, however long that is. And so that, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Apparently Sony is the other, is one of the other companies involved in these kind of talks and negotiations, Hmm. which is Apple versus Sony is a kind of interesting dynamic. Yeah, Sony uh, likes to uh, dabble its feet in content, but it, it, you know, other than movies, really doesn't have a TV presence or a radio presence or an audio presence. No, uh, I mean, so, it, people yeah. kind of, obviously, there's the record labels associated with Sony. And when I say TV presence, I, I obviously they make television shows, but they don't have a network. Um, no, no, no. And yeah. yeah. But maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want Wondery for the same reason is to promote the TV shows that they make. Yeah, and that just, I mean, I'm conscious we're saying this on a podcast, but that kind of feels a bit of a sad direction for podcasting to go in, doesn't it? As the kind of added extra, just at the point where podcasts in themselves were becoming really special, you know, must-see, sort of the equivalent of must-see TV. Have you heard, listened to the latest episode of XYZ podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it seems a shame if they're going to be brought into media companies in the broadest sense who just want them to show off other stuff. Although maybe it's a sign of the maturity of podcasting that you would buy a production company for a specific purpose because podcasting is so many things now. Uh, and so you just See, want people is, that are good at creating. This have you on the show, Tom. You just bring the positive vibes. <laughs> I try. <laughs> you just bring the positive vibes. But yeah, and, and also what would happen to the existing Wondery shows Presumably, Apple would not want to lose those. No, of course. Uh, and and I wouldn't expect them to. Uh, that would just, I mean, for no other reason, it would cause such a huge backlash from from the fandom. So I think they, they keep those in production as long as they're viable. Question is, do they create new ones that are just the kinds of things Wondery would normally do? Or is it all become in service of Apple going forward? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get the kind of cooler indie shows that yeah. Wondery has become famous for? Um, well, and it's interesting because we we thought this, didn't we, about Apple TV Plus? Is it all going to be a bit vanilla? Um, and uh, whenever I discuss this kind of thing with TV Plus, I'm always like, yeah, but then we got the first ser- the first scene from the morning show, and we knew it wasn't going to be vanilla anymore. And- yeah, I don't. I don't. I feel like it gets a vanilla. Uh, rap because of Apple and maybe, you know, the fact that Ted Lasso is, is its most popular show right now. And, and that's so Lovely positive. Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. I wouldn't say a word against it, but that, that could contribute to that. But I mean, watch Servant. That's, that yeah, is not I vanilla. I, I actually don't have the stomach to do that. That's one <laughs> exactly. of, I haven't. So 
Yeah, the answer I think is yeah. Apple could keep doing gritty true crime and other difficult mm-hmm. kind of stories that Wondery does do, and podcasting is kind of in its element doing. Yeah, and I and I, I would hope they would. I hope they would let Wondery continue as a as a content creation uh, engine uh, while also creating whatever podcasts that that Apple would want. Well, it's going to be. It will be very interesting to see what happens with that deal, actually. I'm definitely going to yeah. be keeping a close eye on this one because we thought for a while Apple might either hire a load of people to create its own studio or we'll just go, mm, here's a check. And it looks like it's leaning towards the here's a check. And you can definitely see that Wondery would be a good fit and it's probably a deal that actually suits everyone involved, which yeah. not all deals do. And when, when they do, it's kind of... It's kind of a nice way to for things to come together. So we look forward to that. Uh, we look forward to DTNS signing a huge deal, obviously, as part of that. Yes, sure I will never sell out unless the check is very large. Huge, enormous. <laughs> um, but apart from DTNS, tell us, Tom, where else we can keep up with you. Yeah, uh, dailytechnewsshow.com, obviously the the main thing I do. But if you're interested in television uh, stuff, I also do a show called Cord Killers uh, that's all about cord cutting uh, and watching TVs and TV shows and movies on uh, on the, the internet. So go check that out at cordkillers.com. Very good. And and what are you on the Twitters? Oh, on the Twitter, uh, just just look for Tom Merritt. It's Ace Detect, A C E D T E C T. But uh, that's just a test to see if you really want to follow me. <laughs> uh, we do all want to follow you. I'm Charlotte Henry. You can obviously read me over at themacobserver.com and at Charlotte A Henry on Twitter. Tom, thank you so so much for joining me, and we will see you next time here on Media Plus. Mm-hmm.